Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Let's jump into some truth. Amen. Well, grab your Bibles if you would. Thank you so much, Daniel, for sharing that. Beautifully spoken. Keep telling your story. The Bible says we're overcomers. Blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. So that, man, what a beautiful thing. But, uh, wow. Well, if you got your Bible, turn with me. You're gonna, you may have to look in the table of contents. But go to Habakkuk chapter 3. Amen. Yeah. Habakkuk chapter 3. It's in the OT near the end. Or you can go to Uversion right now and click on the Uversion app, click on more and then events and follow right along with me this morning from there. But uh, man, I'm excited to jump into this word today. Um, I love it. I love it. How many knows we can hear the word? Understand it. Amen. He gives understanding and then we go live that out. So praise God for that. But Habakkuk chapter three, if you've got to say, I have it. Let's read verses 1 through 3. It says, A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet, on Shiganoth. Whoo, glory. And, O Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. Hmm. I'll read it again. O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. Not what we deserve, but again, grace and mercy being poured out. In wrath, remember mercy. I like what God does. God came from Timon, the Holy One, from Mount Perrin. Let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we just love you, and we're just thankful Today, for your Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence today that is in this room. And we just thank you, Lord, for revival that's being poured out in Jesus' holy name. Would you say it with me? Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor one more time. Tell them one more thing, all right? Tell them your prayers are powerful. And would you do that? Your prayers are powerful. That's what this, this whole series has been about. It's called When You Pray. And so as we've been jumping into this, we have been looking at different prayer models. We looked at the Lord's Prayer and, and how he taught to pray. We looked at the tabernacle prayer, different models and way that we can pray. We've looked at different prayers. And um, today I, we want to look at another one. Last week we looked at Paul's prayer for the, there in Ephesians chapter 3. And uh, we learned that there were three things that he was praying for. And God has been releasing that. He prayed for strength. He prayed for faith. And he prayed for love. And uh, it's, it's just beautiful that God has been pouring those things out. How many of those there are still available this week, even though I preached about them last week? Come on. You know, sometimes like, okay, that was, this, they're still available. So if you need those today, they're here for you. But today, I want to talk about a prayer of a guy named Habakkuk. He was a, he was a minor prophet. 
Now, um, it doesn't mean he was less valuable. Uh, when you hear him of a major prophet versus a minor prophet, it's what he wrote was less in content as far as the amount. So he wrote shorter books. Um, we don't know a whole lot about him, um, but there are some things that I like that I think is really cool about Habakkuk that we see, and it's this. It's, it's that he was listed as and called a prophet. Now, a lot of times when we think about a prophet, we think about them speaking to the people on behalf of God, and that's true. But what I love about Habakkuk being called a prophet, he didn't speak to the people on behalf of God. He spoke to God on behalf of the people. And that is, that is prophecy. It's, it's, that is prophetic words, that, and it's called prayer. And so I, one of the things that we've learned, even in, you know, we've studied, you know, on Wednesday nights, the book of Corinthians and first and second, and we're now we're in second Corinthians. We've learned things about, you know, prophecy and those types of things and how he wants us to prophesy. And, and I think a lot of times we think in that light is that, man, the only thing that I can do, that means I got to speak to somebody on behalf of God. But that's not the only way we prophesy. I'm opening some eyes today. Some of y'all are like, I'm a prophet. You ain't got to put it on your you know, Facebook name or Instagram name. You don't have to include that in your name. But it is something that God has called you to do. He's called you to prophesy and to be a prophet. Now, what I, what I love is we're seeing prophecy happen in this day in many, many ways. We're hearing words from God to the people. But we're also seeing the need, even in this series, that man, we're called to pray. And we're called to prophesy, go to God on behalf of the people. And that's happening. And I love it. And it's producing something in our life. It's producing revival. It's producing an awakening. It's producing an outpouring. There's been different names and labels placed on this. And, and, and what I just want to call it is just more of him. That's what I want it to be. I just want more of him, however you want to label it. And I think we're seeing right now the time that we're in, a special outpouring of God's presence in our life. And I'm telling you, it's available to every one of us. He's available to every one of you. Daniel, thank you for sharing your heart. That Even like, again, what she was saying, that, that I'm not able to understand. I'm not able to receive. No, man, God wants every one of us to encounter and receive what he's pouring out. And it's cool. The time is real cool. Like even the release of what we've seen. Who has saw uh, the movie Jesus Revolution yet? Come on, raise your hand. Come on. If you haven't been yet, go check it out. If you're able to, if you're a movie person, you're able to do it, go support this. But I learned something. I, I was watching an interview by the director of that movie, and I was like, man, this is pretty cool. They have been trying for seven years to get that movie out. For seven years, he found the Time Magazine article entitled, Is God Dead? That was, that was put out before the other Time uh, article that came out that says the Jesus Revolution. He was like, man, this story has to be told how somehow, man, th people thought that God was dead to he not only was he alive, he just poured himself out over a whole entire nation. Like, man, he's like, this story has to be told. And it's cool, man. It took seven years. I'm like, man, the number of completion. Again, we see it again now how this unfolds. The timing of it was incredible. And one of the things, I, I was sitting there in the movies with Angel, and I, I, he, was, he was, they were talking, telling different things. I don't want to say too much about the movie, but one of the words that just kind of like hit me 
as I was sitting there because I had been in prayer earlier that day and one of the words God put on my heart was desperate. Man, that we have to be desperate for him, that you have to want him more than anything else. You have to recognize, man, that you have to have him above all. And as they were sitting there, one of the words they began to talk about, that they were speaking in that movie, like, man, this is a desperate time. And man, this is today still a desperate time. I don't know if you realize how desperate it is. And we need him now more than ever. And I love this. It was a desperate time that Habakkuk found himself in. And this is what he did. He prayed a 34-word prayer. And I'm like, man, I just, the, I mean, this is one of the things that's been cool is I've been studying for this series and, and looking into this series and just reading and studying the different prayers that we're seeing in the Bible, man. It is amazing to me, again, the amount of prayers that have been prayed that have been, been, been called out to God, prophecy, speaking to God on behalf of situations and the presence of God move. And again, I love it. We, again, are going to come tomorrow. We're going to worship the Lord and pray for an hour. But listen, a 34-word prayer. And what did God do? He came. I mean, just think about this for a second. A 34-word prayer. And so, again, a minor prophet prayed a major prayer. Amen. And so, again, you can pray. That's one of the things. I hope we're getting this from this series, that prayer should just become a part of us, more of a part of us, just our life. It's just what we're doing. Like, when you get some downtime, instead of scrolling as much. Oh, I ain't nobody gonna love me right now, all right? Because y'all know I'm in your business. Because instead of scrolling as much, and again, I scroll too and we do stuff. But listen, just like saying, God, I'm gonna talk to you right now. I'm gonna hang out, I'm gonna hang out with you for a few moments. I, I wanna talk to you, and I want you to talk to me, Lord. I just wanna hang out with you. And this is what we see. This is so cool because we see something happen. Habakkuk prays a prayer and he cries out. And again, it's important. We've seen this, we've been looking at the models of how we can pray our Father. Going to him first, going to him. And, and I love this. This is, again, another model prayer we can look at because this is how Habakkuk prays. He says, oh, Lord. Now, this word right here, you know the word is Jehovah. This is where we get our word Jehovah. And so, like, he knows this. He sees this right here from the very beginning. He says, oh, Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. He understood this. Revival, it can only come from you. And that's still the only place it will come from. It's it's still the only place this will happen. And what's amazing me right now, like I mean in in a bad way, is that a lot of the things we're seeing God do right now, people are picking it apart. I don't know if you keep up with any of just kind of what's going on, man. I, and again, if you don't know, man, there are outpourings of God's spirit happening in different parts of the earth right now. We're seeing releases and measure of God's glory that are greater than things we've seen in the past in our time. It's wild. You're seeing outpourings in college campuses. And, and you're seeing, man, where those were the places where people went to and, and got indoctrinated by death and by darkness and wrong doctrine that now the Holy Spirit is showing up on those same campuses and releasing life into those places. That's incredible. And I'm like, they're not inviting in. It's not a special speaker. It's not a special worship band. It's a special person. 
called the Holy Spirit, and his name's Jesus, and he's showing up on the scene, and he's moving. And so this is wild to me. There are people, like, destroying that stuff, picking it apart. There are entire YouTubers, right, who, who, like, who are these people who are getting well-known that are actually making videos that are getting millions and thousands of views to where they're looking at this. I saw Twitter the other day, and there were these guys, pastors, who were picking it apart, saying it wasn't revival, wasn't what God was doing, and looking at everything and saying all this stuff, and I'm going, Bro, be careful. If you come in here, you're looking at what God's doing. You're saying, man, that stuff's not real. Be careful. If you're seeing the presence of God move on hearts and move on the lives of the people in this room, and people may fall out. They may just sit in the presence of God and cry. They may just encounter God. And then you walk out of the room and say, I don't know if that stuff's real. Be careful. Just be careful of that because, listen, we're seeing the presence of God move. And, I, and it's wild. And I was thinking about that. And I'm like, man, that same thing has been happening for thousands of years. You see the Spirit of God show up, the presence of God move, Him use people, Him work in people's lives. And then this is what happens. Now, we see this in Acts chapter 5. This is wild to me that we see the presence of God moving through God's apostles and His disciples and they get arrested for it, get put on trial for it. And I felt like, man, I've been watching and seeing some of these videos, and now I've just, you know, I've done, got on past those. I'm like, no, I ain't going to waste my time on that job. But I felt like they were being put on trial. And looked at and judged by this and that. Well, yeah, if some people show up in it and they ain't hungry, they don't want it. They just come to see what's happening. But for those who want it... He'll move in their heart and life. And, and this is why the disciples have been arrested, placed on trial for, again, encountering revival, outpourings in their life, being leaders in that, being part of the process of bringing the renewal in that time. And they were placed on trial for those things. And this is why you see a guy named Gamaliel. Now, Gamaliel gets up there from the Sanhedrin, and he makes a statement to the people who were judging what God was doing. And this is important. He says in Acts chapter 5, man, this is just how I've prayed. This is what I want us to, just to get. Verses 38 and 39, he says, Now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. He's talking to the ones who have arrested him. He's talking to the ones who want to hurt them, kill them, take them out for, again, what God is doing through them. He says, for if this is the plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. But if it's of God, you cannot overthrow it. <laughs> Lest you even be found to fight against God. Amen. And so this right now, what we're seeing God do, listen, I, I want us to say, God, if it's of you, Lord, I want it. No matter if it's not of you, Lord, let it just pass on by, let it go away. But if it's you, God, I want everything that you have for me. That's what I want your prayer to become. I want you to release revival in my life. And I want you to see what has been the catapult for this throughout generations is prayer. It's every time you look at it and you see what has released it in this generation. What released it in Acts chapter 5? And it, actually, it released it because of in Acts chapter 2 that was in an upper room praying. That was in an upper room in one mind and one accord going after God. And the presence of God shows up in fire and begins to burn. And the presence of the Holy Spirit sat upon every one of them. 
is prayer. If you go on throughout time, you will see this every time. One of the great revivalists, again, in history is a guy named John Wesley. John Wesley, man, in the 1700s was a part of releasing a great revival. And, man, he has some of the coolest quotes. Like, I hope, like, when I'm dead and gone, somebody's still tweeting something I said, man. That's how I want them to, like, man, put it out there because this is cool stuff. John Wesley, man, was saying things, and he was going after God. And, and these were just a, I brought just a couple of his quotes. I was like, man, this dude was going in. He said, I continue to dream and pray about a revival of holiness in our day that moves forth in mission and creates authentic community, come on, in which each person can be unleashed through the empowerment of the Spirit to fulfill God's creational intentions. God, do it again, Lord. I love it. And he, he's well known for saying this. And, and I, I, I love it. He said, light yourself on fire with passion and people will come from miles around to watch you burn. Come on, any burning ones in this place this morning, man, who say, God, fire burning me again. And I love this. But that didn't just happen. It didn't just take place. It wasn't like, man, God just said, okay, listen, I, he responded to something. He responded to prayer. I heard a story that just like wrecked me this week. That man, there was, a, there was a gentleman, his name was Dr. J. Edwin Orr. And Dr. Orr was a lecturer. He was a teacher at Wheaton College. And in, in, in 1940, he took a group of his students to England there in Epworth, England, where John Wesley was born. And they went and they looked at some of the places where revival was being poured out in, in that time. They were reading, they were hearing stories, and they were hearing, they were talking to people who were descendants of people who came to Christ and they're now following Jesus because somebody went after God. Like, that's revival when it just it doesn't stop at its generation and it keeps on going to every generation. And so in 1904, then they do this. They go into the place. This was where no, it was known that this is where John's Wesley home was at. And, and, the, and Dr. Orr takes a group of these college kids into the home. And I mean, that's where John Wesley ate right there. Bathroom. John Wesley did his thing. You know, John Wesley has to go too. And, and, and then, then they went on through and just live in quarters. And, and then they went upstairs to a bedroom where John Wesley slept. As they were looking around, there were two places beside the bed where it was worn in. Where literally the flooring had been worn down. And they said that John Wesley would get up every morning and he would go to his knees in prayer and he would pray for revival. And it wouldn't just be for a minute or two. They said he, would be, he was known for praying for hours and saying, God, pour it out, God, revive again. And so they sat there and they taught. I'm sure they may have had, you know, conversations about what God did during that time. And they made their way back to the bus. And as the students got on the bus, Dr. Orr began to head count. And he noticed that he was one short. 
He goes into the house and he begins to look around and he goes past the bedroom, past the bathroom, all these kind of places where he may be. And he goes upstairs. And he looks into the room and he sees the head of one of his young men with his knees in those spots. He sat there and he let him pray for a moment and this kid was going, God, do it again. And God, do it in me. Do it through me. I want to be a part of that. I want to be a part of what you want to do, God. Dr. Orr puts his hand on his shoulder. He says, it's time to go, man. And Billy Graham got up. (laughs) Billy Graham got up and went and got back on the bus that day. Don't tell me he won't do it again. Do see more people come to Jesus than we can ever think about. How? Because he prayed for revival. He prayed, God, would you do it again? And I love this word. And just for a couple minutes, I want to just talk about this one word that we see because I'm like, what is revival? What does that mean? What does that look like? And again, people trying to just call it this, call it that. What is it? God, what does your word say that it is? And I think this is a really cool word. And uh, God speaks to me in some crazy ways sometimes. And, uh, and I, I was listening, and I have learned to do this so I don't butcher some of these words that are in the Hebrew and the Greek is bad. I actually love this. There's, a, there's an um, app that you can go on, and you can push a little speaker button. I don't know if y'all know this technology is stinking cool, man. I love this stuff, and uh, and so it, yeah, it's some it's cool things, man. And 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 just I was like this word, I said I'm gonna butcher it because it, it's spelled K H A W dash Y A W. I was like, whatever, I don't know. And I hit the speaker button. Angel was right there. She was like, "What are you listening to?" And that's how he speaks to me. Yeah, again, you listen to him however he speaks to you. The word in Hebrew pronounced the way we would say, Hayah. Like you ever do, man. You love that stuff. Hayah. Again, I just, he hits me different. He talks to me different. It's a, he, he, talks, he helps me out. He helps me understand stuff. And uh, I was like, bro. Oh. That's stinking awesome. Because I was thinking like, man, you know, like just, just think about it. What well, This is what he's saying. Like when the enemy's coming in, things are dead and they're, they're wanting to see life come. Y'all pray for your pastor. I think about crazy stuff sometimes. But, and I looked, I was like, man, what, what does it mean though? And I love this definition. It's in your notes. It's going to be on the screen. Just three things quickly. It means this this morning. It means to live. It means to live. So number one this morning, if you're taking notes or if you want to save this on your YouVersion platform, it means to live, to have life, continue in life, remain alive, to sustain life, to live on or upon like this means to live. I, I don't know. Again, I hope you realize this. The devil wants you dead. 
He does. He, he wants to kill you. He wants you dead spiritually. He wants you dead physically. And like, I mean, even to the place, man, where I was praying this week and studying about this, man, the Holy Spirit just hit me. Like, man, the, the, the spirit of suicide and death is going to leave the people that are battling that in this room. Like, hold on, wait a minute, Pastor. Wait a minute, you mean that's in, yeah, it's in this place. And spirit of depression and death is leaving this place today in the name of Jesus and life is being released. It's being poured out. And this is what he prayed for. He said, God, I want life to happen. I, I want the areas of my life that, that the enemy is trying to take out, the, the places he's trying to steal, the places he's trying to kill, those areas, God, let them live. God, let them live. Let them live, God. And it can only happen through you, Jesus. That's the only way. So God, let it live. And so so listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the spirit of life is coming over you this morning. The spirit of hope and life is being released over you. So where the air is where he's saying death, hi Oh, man, don't mess with me. Revive, God. Pour it out. Pour it out. John 10, 10 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. It's the only reason he's here. Do you understand that? That's why we don't mess around with that. So I went on open doors and don't think well, I can play here and it's okay, I can do this. Listen, that's the only reason he came is to bring death with their cold life. It's the only reason he came, but Jesus, it's in red letter. Oh man, he says, but I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. God, I pray for life in this place, Lord. I, I speak life in the name of Jesus right now, Lord. The places that are being attacked, the places within the mind where death is trying to come. Lord, I speak life, Lord. I declare it in your name, Jesus. I speak life, Lord. Oh, that may we would live, Lord. Oh, that may we would live, God. Oh, secondly, this is, it just like, it's like, bro, this is better. I'm like, dude, you don't get better than that. Like, this is, it doesn't get better than that. And the other definition, keep pulling up, Strong's Concordance. This is so cool. It's not just to live, but to live prosperously. To live prosperously. Do you understand this about the Lord? He doesn't want you to just get by. He does it. That's not his plan. He's not, he's not wanting you to hang on and hang on until he comes gets you. That's not what he wants. Like, I can't find that in scripture. I find again, we go through trials, we go through stuff. There's a lot of situations that come our way. That's real life. This is a fallen, broke up, screwed up, messed up world. But what does God want? He wants you to be blessed and to live prosperously. Like, this is so cool, man, because this was a prayer for, in 3 John, verse 2. He says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Come on, this is what he was praying, that either prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. 
Now, man, what's horrible is that, man, again, man messed this stuff up. And again, man will mess up this revival if we, if we let him. He'll mess it up in your life we'll let, if we let it. But, man, there are people taking and twisting what prosperity is and what that looks like. But I can tell you, according to what we see in Scripture, is it means this. It means more than what you currently have. Amen. It means that it's experiencing more than what you're currently experiencing. And prosperity is his presence. Prosperity is his presence. Where he comes and where he shows up, he brings the blessing with him. And so God is wanting to prosper you. He doesn't want you to just get by. So you're like, man, I wonder what God wants for my health. Prospered health. What does he want for my finances? Prospered finances. He wants prospered life. What's he want for my family? Prosperity. Man, that's what he wants for you. Show me something different. I'll believe that. But right now, I got to stand on this. Amen. Because this is what he wants for you. And God wants to prosper you. He wants you to live prosperously. Like, man, and so again, why do you think the enemy's after it? Oh, man, because we know this. When we get prosperous, get blessed, we get to bless others. We get to be used of God in greater measure. I don't know about you. I want to be used of God greater than I currently am. Amen. I want more of that. And again, not for me, because there's a whole lot of people who need to experience what we're encountering at Faith or New Church. Amen. And so I want more. We see it in all the prayers. It's like in every prayer, we could go back and look. It's wild. So I don't know why, again, we shy away from some of these things. Because it's in every prayer. Jabra is talking about bless me indeed. Come on, pour it out. I want all these things. So again, we want him. We want what he has. Last week, Paul's prayer. What was at the end of that prayer? Exceedingly, abundantly, above. Oh, man, more. And so today, this is what he wants to do to you. He wants to bring life. So, Father, I pray prosperity. I speak blessings, Lord, the same way John prayed for a church he loved, the same way you pray for a church you love. God, I pray for a church that I love, God, that you'll bless and you'll prosper and you'll release more, God, more of your spirit, more of finances, more of healing, more hope, more life today. Release that in this house, God. Pour it out over this place, Jesus. Oh, we want more, Lord. I want more of you, Jesus. We want more of you. So, man, he wants you to live and he wants you to live prosperously. That's what he wants for you. I'm telling you, man, some of you, that you're going to see it. He's going to bring you out of debt this year. He's going to bring you into a new heat. You're going to be like restoring some stuff in your life. Man, I'm telling you, you're going to see it again as you approach him, go after him. This is what he does. He releases it. It's called revival. It's called revival. So to revive. So again, to restore and to give life. And thirdly, this is cool, man. And Habakkuk prayed it. And I'm praying it for us to be restored to life. Because some of you, man, you heard as I was speaking about point one. And there's things, areas that have been living. If you're looking at today and you were honest, you would say, man, those things are dead right now. And you thought, man, this message is not for me. Yet again, man, here I went to church again and it wasn't, no, no. He restores to life. So that means the dead things come to life again. Oh, man, that means the marriage that is 
dead right now comes to life again. The finances, you're like, bro, I ain't even nowhere near prosperous, man. Let it live again, God. Release today, restored. And this is straight from the definition. It means restored. And it means restored from sickness, restored from discouragement, restored from faintness, and restored from death. He is a restorer. He is a resurrector. We serving a Jesus who got up on the third day and defeated death, and he's still defeating it today in our life. Amen? Amen. Second Peter 5.10. I love this. It says in the NLT, it said, in his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, listen to this, hear this, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. Oh, man, would you stand with me, please? And I just want to declare that over you this morning one more time. Lord, that he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. Oh, man, this morning I, I wrote four areas down. That again, that I want us to pray for it. That I want us to, that I believe God's gonna bring revival and He's gonna bring life into this morning. And it was healing. It was one of those areas. It was family. What's the other one? Salvation today for you, for us who need Him. And it's just a simple word itself revival and all that entails. So for some of you right now, it's like, man, right now, I, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm alive, I'm struggling. He called you to live. He called you to live. And again, not just getting by, but prosperously. That's what he wants for you. And then the areas and the things and the places that seem dead and like there's no hope, he's going to restore life to those places again. And so I just, I don't know, it's just where I'm at right now. It's just me and him right now. And so doing things a little bit different. It just says heads are, heads are up and eyes are open. Everybody's just... Right now, just obedient to what God wants. And I hope this is what you want. Man, God, I want it. God, do it again. Habakkuk prayed it. Wesley prayed it. Graham prayed it. We prayed it. God, do it again, Lord. Pour it out, God. And today, if there's just any area, like, man, maybe it's like, man, I need life in this area. I need that prosperity in this area. It needs to live again, Pastor. Whatever it may be. Just, if that's you, if you just want this, you want more of Him, I want to invite you just to step out. Just come. Just come. Yeah, don't, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Pastor, why don't y'all do that around here? We, we pray. God moves. He shows up. That's what Habakkuk prayed and God came. So we're going to pray and God's going to come. So just like if you're praying for that, you're praying for life, you're praying for restoration, you're praying for prosperity, whatever it may be, you need salvation. Come today. Come. Don't wait. Yeah, just come. There's many coming. Just fill this whole area. Don't Just work your way all around. Yeah, come. As a worship team ministers in song, I just want you right now just to begin to call on Him. Yeah, just begin to cry out there. Begin to call on the Lord right now. Don't wait for somebody to come pray for you. We're going to. We're going to pray with you. We're going to do that. It's powerful, and God moves in our agreement. But right now, I just want you to just to come before God. And Habakkuk prayed, a minor prophet. Come on, just a, just a guy who was, who was open to what God wanted. He prayed, God, revive. And Scripture says God came. <laughs> so, God, right now we pray for revival. 
We pray for life right now. We pray for right now that you will prosper life. Lord, prosperity, Lord. Blessing, Lord. Lord, bring things back to life again, Lord. Do it today, Lord. Do it in families, Lord. Do it in bodies. Do it in hearts and homes. Release it today, God, in this place. And I, I just, if you don't pray for anything else this morning, if you don't pray for anything else, I want to ask you to do this. Just pray right now. Say, God, I want a personal revival with you. And let that carry over to this house. Let it carry over to my family. So as the worship team ministers, as they just, just begin to just go and just lead us in a time with the Lord right now, I just want you to begin to pray. You just begin to call out to Him. Yeah, begin to call out to Him. A prayer team, you can work your way through right now as you need. Others in the house, we invite you to join us. Pray with these. Pray for these. We just born. We again. We just want what He wants. So let's spend these next few moments with Him. And God, we pray for revival. Lord, do it and do it again, God. In Jesus. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.